Welcome to Codecast. We're a podcast that focuses on everything tech, and we give you an idea of what developers, startups, and creatives are up to in Zambia and across Africa. Every two weeks, we explore different topics and applications of technology in the real world. Every episode is brought to you by Agora Code Community. For more information, visit agoracode.community or follow us on Twitter at CodeAgora. So this is episode 18 of Codecast. Uh, I'm your host, Mukuma, and uh, we're back again. Back again. Back again. We should stop doing this shit. Why? Anyway. (laughs) Feels unprofessional. Cynthia, what do you think? We need a a more structured... um... Yes? We need a more structured introduction. No, clearly this is distracting. Distracting. Yes. There's, there are some issues. I there. mean, if I had a mic, I'd be distracted. It's not a mic. It's about the content on the mic, not the mic itself. Oh, I, oh, Let's I, not get yeah, it twisted. So for context, yes. Cynthia has brought her work into the studio, and we don't like that. No, we don't. Especially because she's doing her work on the mic. Have we actually started recording, or this is just testing the mics? We already started. Give. <laughs> this is how not in the room you are right now. Because um, like we, we like we said the whole thing, we did a countdown, there were like fireworks that went off when we started recording. We almost did a drum roll, but yeah. then we felt it would be a little unprofessional. Anyway. You know what? I throw, get we, your point, Elias. Yeah. yeah. Yes. We'll throw it back to the listeners, I guess. Yeah. Should we do like a more structured, structured uh, intro intro? Are you tired of how Mukuma greets you? <laughs> Yeah, I've been told about that greeting though. Maybe I should like twist it a little bit because I'm getting too predictable. Like people are now mimicking me on the road and the streets, you know, the cold streets. What's 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 the greeting? Welcome. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, structured. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's um yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. we're gonna slide straight into the news now. Um, mm-hmm. There's a bunch of stuff that's happened though recently. Mm-hmm. Um, it's getting harder to pick what we're gonna cover. But I guess it's part of the job of content creation. Yeah, and uh, as well as feedback, if you guys feel there's something that we should have covered that we didn't cover, uh, shoot us a DM. Yeah, let us know. It will help um, help us understand what uh, our listeners are looking for in yeah. coverage of the news. Definitely. And uh, on our Twitter feed, pin post is the survey so would greatly appreciate it if you took that survey and hopefully it you give us feedback that would help us grow and mm-hmm. get better yes so the news the news so um the biggest thing is uh obviously facebook's announcement mm-hmm. about their cryptocurrency there have mm. been rumors mm. and leaks the last mm. six to seven eight months and finally they unveiled libra Ah, Libra, do tell us more. Uh, I don't know what what there is to tell. It's <laughs> it's a cryptocurrency, obviously. Uh, well, if, if you thought it was the same as Bitcoin, it's really not. It's based on different principles, I guess. Uh, Bitcoin, you know, you can mine that stuff. Yeah. You can't mine Libra because it's backed by actual money and assets and that sort of thing that is managed by a council. So it's like a non-profit organization, and the headquarters are going to be in Geneva. So it's like Facebook have built it and they're giving it away kind of like, okay, we want other people to manage this. Um, it'll be a council. We'll only have like voting rights. So it's not a Facebook thing. It's more or less like a 
you know mm-hmm. yeah so it doesn't seem like they have that much control so the whole idea of having currency actual currency and assets backing it is to give it more reliable reliability and credibility as mm-hmm. well so it's it's not exactly clear what kind of currencies they're looking at initially uh and i guess they'll reveal that later on it's not due for release until next year but it's got its own issues as well um regulation obviously the fact that it's managed by a council it's not unregulated like all these other cryptocurrencies fall in like a crack it's 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 in a space where we don't there's there's no real laws that govern them yeah they don't trigger any kind of what can i say they don't trigger anything that requires regulation so now that uh this currency is regulated by a council it throws in a whole different dynamic because it's like a central bank that's basically how they're going to function so then central bank has regulation so how do we manage all these different things and so on and so forth and um yeah the main goal is for financial inclusion so the whole idea is to bring you know the whole concept of cryptocurrency into this space especially for developed countries it's the most interesting thing is um when facebook looks at revenue right which is kind of like uh one of the reasons why they might actually be doing this um they make a lot of money from advertising and all that stuff in other continents the us i think is leading europe second asia uh africa especially sub-saharan africa is like i think maybe 1.8 percent two percent revenue you know what i mean mm-hmm. so this represents maybe a chance for them to grow uh the revenue base in africa as well uh they're going to have a wallet it's got they're going to call it well calibra calibra <laughs> right oh, it's, it's not a wallet actually calibra will be a company that will oh. be developing services oh, really? based off uh, libra oh yes that's interesting so calibra will be the company but offering services and it will have the wallet oh. so i guess the the idea is to leverage off this platform and uh, maybe have people pay through their mediums it, whatsapp facebook is already prevalent here it's free in most places mm-hmm. so maybe that would drive revenue up so that might be uh one of the reasons they're doing it um in terms of security i mean they're 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 going there they're, they're not what's what's the what's the what's the phrase they're not leaving any stones unturned in terms of offering securities like a bunch of algorithm like this is this funny algorithm that bitcoin and all these other cryptocurrencies are built off of and that's they're using pretty much the same the same structure so i won't go into it i'm not an algorithm specialist mm-hmm. but we'll leave a link in the description for people that are interested in like the kind of infrastructure that's there and so on and so forth and if we're looking at how this actually benefits africa for example mm-hmm. um like one of the biggest problems we have here and this is something that's been listed as uh, one of the things that they want to solve is remittance for like people sending money back to Africa. So funny thing is, I didn't even know this was a thing, but most countries actually make a lot of money off people sending money back in like back home to support their families mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I think by by the end of 2019 there was a projection of about 40 million 40 I think million a billion dollars, 40 million dollars revenue just from people sending money back home, which is actually a really huge sum yeah. of money yeah. if you think about it. And apparently people pay a lot of money to send money back and sometimes it leaves them broke mm-hmm. so it's like a i am a witness for that oh really it's happened to you mm-hmm. i haven't experienced that yet you tried to send money back to mm-hmm. someone or someone sent you money and you spent more money mm-hmm. oh okay that's interesting so you'd benefit from a platform like this 
Well, first we have to see what it, it, mm. it would do. I mean, this is too early for me to say whether I'll benefit from it or not. So let's wait and see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the most interesting the most interesting thing is uh, people will be able to build um, software applications off of this platform as yeah. well. So it's it's not really limiting. It's, it's, it's going to be a platform for a lot of innovation as well. Um, it's not very clear if it will directly compete with mobile. Yeah, so it's a whole thing. But yeah. Any, any reservations about the fact that this is Facebook, though? Uh, well, um, the fact that they're kind of not controlling it completely kind of assures a lot of people. They are hoping they would get 100 uh, big companies on board in terms of the council and stuff like that. And it's based on votes, so each one has a single vote. I mean, Calibra is going to be owned by Facebook and yeah. is on the council as well. So that's two votes from Facebook against 98. So I, I think my, uh, the odds are in my favor here. I don't mind. And also the fact that you don't need to have a Facebook account to actually use uh, Libra. So ah, okay. that's like a plus. Ah, well. That's, that's yeah. great because the only reason I, I, I hadn't deleted my, my Facebook account was because of uh, Libra. It's, uh, it's my, my daily sarcasm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll put a pin in this really. Oh, no. <laughs> We'll put a pin in this really because mm. yeah, there's a lot still to be done. Mm. Um, uh, if you've listened to the episode, uh, the Vergecast, Vergecast episode about this, it's really interesting because they kind of shit on it, but then it's it's all, yeah. it's the fears we have. Like there's a lot of regulation involved, and in Africa is with well, to cyber laws, for example. Yeah, we're we're already struggling with that. In mm -hmm. some places, they're not doing anything about it because. There's the waiting game that's happening, like seeing how it work in other countries and then, then implement it in. Yeah. So um, it's interesting to see how that work. I feel like that would be the biggest hurdle. After regulation, it's now like actual mindset shifts. Well, how long has it taken for people to get used to mobile money, for example? Then you come yeah. and introduce, uh, you know, a cryptocurrency. And the good thing about it is they're not really trying to blow people away with like technical stuff blockchain mm -hmm. what 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 permission permissionless permissions you know like it's, it's it's really just you can pay for things much easier than you used to you don't need to jump through hoops oh, yeah. so yeah we'll put a pin in it they really they they officially roll out next year so still some time yeah 2020 is going to be a big year for tech yeah oh yeah. yeah yeah definitely i can't actually wait for 2020 Believe me, you can. Yeah, and you will. And you will. Uh, well, I will. But like, <laughs> you know, my mind is like really looking forward to 2020. Uh, well, for other personal stuff as well. Uh, yeah. Please, do share. Not just global stuff. <laughs> do, do share. <laughs> anyway, so uh, that's pretty much it on Libra and Calibra and mm -hmm. all this stuff. We'll post links in the description, obviously. And uh, hopefully we'll get a lot more feedback about this. Um, especially interested in whether this will actually disrupt banking infrastructure mm -hmm. and whether they are going to adapt to this because yeah. mobile money already was a key threat. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. So how does this? Yeah. Yeah. Work? Definitely, it's it's an ongoing story for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. Um. So last week was E3. Uh, Electronic Entertainment Expo. Mm -hmm. So three E's, okay. go E3. Hence E3. Yeah, so the, think of it as like uh, 
if the World Cup happened every year, but for video games. I was going to say the Super Bowl of uh, video games, but... Uh, well, yeah, I guess it's the Super Bowl of video games. Anyway, this is the place where, like, uh, most big news uh, pertaining to video games comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, in recent years, it's actually been, like, uh, dropping off. Like, I feel like uh, a lot of the uh, publishers in video games are starting to take control of their uh, own um, message, so to say. So, this year's E3, Sony wasn't there. Uh, they said uh, they weren't going to be there, I think, a few months back. They were like, yeah, this year's E3, we're not going to be there. Um but in terms of uh, big news that came out of E3, so this 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 E3 this year's E3 was weird because it's the year before the next generation, which is always a weird year because a lot of companies can't show what they're sh- the, they're working on because they're working on next gen stuff, but the next gen consoles haven't been properly revealed, and it's a whole thing. So uh, a lot of people like from what I was seeing online were saying that E3 this year was uh, a bit of a letdown. I was not really expecting a big blowout um sony didn't show up and from what from what we saw they didn't need to show up i mean there's nothing that i think sony uh will be losing sleep over uh thinking why didn't we go to e3 yeah anyway uh, i'm not going to go over the games Uh, obviously there were a lot of games Uh, i'll just go over some of the big things uh so uh first of all before e3 happened uh we got more information on Google Stadia. So Google Stadia is Google's uh, streaming platform where they're uh, going to be letting you stream games. So you don't need to have uh, a console or a PC. You just have uh, something that can run Chrome or uh, a Chromecast or something like that. They revealed pricing on this. Uh, Is it what we predicted? What did we predict? Uh, $15, I think. Uh, It's less than that, but... There's a catch. It's $10 a month uh-huh. for uh, Stadia Pro. Okay. Uh, this gives you 4K streaming with 60 frames and HDR with uh, 5.1 surround sound. However, the $10 gets you access to stream the games. You still have to buy the games. But that's only fair. This kind of just punctuates my point. Because who is this for? Yeah, like it's a bit tricky. Yeah, like first of all, you're going to need a really good connection for this. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's targeted at people that don't want to buy a console. I'd rather buy the console, buy the games. Then, then bother. Yeah, so stress. you're still buying the games, but yeah. you're paying ten dollars a month. But then you're also going to have to have a really good connection. Yeah, the and costs. then if you don't have an internet connection, you 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 can't play your game so even from say a portability point of view right when mm-hmm. i have say a nintendo switch mm-hmm. i can have my switch i have my games i download them onto my switch and i play them stadia on the other hand requires you to have a really good connection so if you're traveling and you want to play your game first of all you're going to have to be living at a place with a really good internet connection and as far as i know hotel internet isn't great if you're camping well <laughs> if you're camping you have no reason playing video games yeah. though. my point is I don't understand who this is for and a lot of what I'm seeing online a lot of people are asking the same question this is targeted at people that don't want to have a, a console or can't afford to buy a console but can afford 
an online uh, experience that will offer the bandwidth to stream 40 uh, 4k 60 frames like it doesn't really add up the economy of scale we're not balancing yeah anyway they said uh starting in uh 2020 so next year there's going to be like a free uh there's going to be a free skew uh which is basically going to let you play games at 1080 60 frames with stereo sound on any chrome device so you can buy your games and then stream them at 1080 60. i think this makes a little more sense but again who is it targeted at anyway uh they're also talking about uh they're going to provide uh a few free games which by the way current players are already doing with subscriptions like playstation plus xbox live xbox game pass like at e3 and we're going to get into uh, a few of these things but like at e3 xbox basically said to me personally to me they sent you an email. they no no they said it to my face they said to me you're thinking about getting uh, stadia here are the reasons not to okay so uh maybe let's get into like what xbox revealed at e3 so they the big one was of course they talked about uh xbox scarlet which is the next uh, next gen xbox so this is not like the xbox one x which is like an incremental step up this is like a full next gen console mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of the chip, uh, a lot of the specs are very similar to what we heard from PlayStation Five, which makes me feel like PlayStation only did that interview to undercut Xbox, because this would have had a much bigger, you know, thump if we didn't know the specs for the PlayStation Five. So the usual suspects, um, uh, support for eight K. Uh, it's going to have an SSD, which is going to basically remove load times. It's uh, going to be using GDDR, GDDR6 uh, for RAM. It's going to have uh, real-time ray tracing, and it's going to have uh, custom AMD CPU and GPU. So, yeah, I don't know what more we can say about that. Uh, refer to our talk about the PlayStation 5. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh then they talked about um they talked about their Game Pass. So now you can get what they're calling uh Game Pass Ultimate if I'm remembering correctly, where you can uh pay $15 and you get uh Game Pass on your Xbox, on your PC and a subscription of Xbox Live. So this is what I was talking about when I said that they talked to me. They said no, this is why you don't get Scorpio. Because Game Pass will let you download your games and it has a much larger catalog of games than Covered Stadia. Under the $15 exactly, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, other than that, I mean, E3 had video games. Keanu Reeves came on, on, uh, on stage for Cyberpunk. Uh, they revealed uh, gameplay of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, uh, I, I I think we'll include a link for like a comprehensive recap, but uh, I wanted to focus on the tech uh, for 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 our E three coverage. All in all, I'd say not a great E three, not a terrible E three by any stretch of the imagination. But the 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 real the real hammer I think is going to be laid at PlayStation experience later in the year and 
uh, E3 next year because holiday 2020 is when we're going to see the next gen consoles and I can't wait of course you can't I can't. <laughs> yeah uh, should we talk about YouTube controversy yeah we should okay we should. <laughs> we should. <laughs> okay, so getting into YouTube, right? Um, so yep. there's that whole controversy surrounding YouTube and mm. whose responsibility it is for all the content they put up on these platforms. Mm. Those that mm. talk about the algorithm and how it makes it easier for pedophiles to find uh, videos of minors and then in turn, you know, like, you know, that, what, what's the word? Mm -hmm. It's so, I don't know what the word you're looking for is. But yes, ah. <laughs> predator. I was looking for the word predator, but then using it in the sentence that I was constructing. <laughs> anyway, for our listeners, we do have someone um, on a call. I think we're gonna we're getting into the habit of having remote calls. Yeah. So we have someone uh, joining us in the studio remotely. His name is Freddie. Freddie, say hi to everybody. Hi guys, how you doing? Uh, they're not going to answer. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining us, Freddie. <laughs> I like how he paused almost as if, waiting yeah, waiting response. for the listeners. They'll respond in uh, a couple of days, yeah, on, they'll respond in the form of Twitter yeah. posts and uh, hopefully voice messages that we keep crying for and we're not getting so far, still waiting for that first mm -hmm. one. Uh, but yeah, pretty much so. Section 230, that kind of protects all these platforms, right? Mm -hmm. um, okay, this, this, it doesn't really apply to the rest of us, but I guess we'll, we'll, we'll kind of like talk about it anyway. So basically, um, Cynthia, are you okay? <laughs> yes. Don't, don't die. Don't die here. Yeah. Don't die at home, not here. <laughs> we'll have to start explaining. <laughs> at least don't die while we're recording. I am not going to die. Okay. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> uh, today's episode is like <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> anyway, let me continue. <laughs> so basically, Section 230 ensures that platforms can't be sued for content uh, posted by their users, um, provided that they, in good faith, pull down content that violates uh, law, mm -hmm. basically. So like over the last six months, there's been all these... Like, guys, the internet is an interesting place. Like, people post the weirdest of stuff on the internet. Yeah. Like, recently, there was that Supreme Court judge video. Like, no. it was photoshopped, and it made it seem like she was drunk. And there was, like, this whole controversy around that. Like, everyone saying Facebook should pull the video down, but then Facebook took forever to pull it down. And there was this interview, I think, on CNBC or CNN, and uh, Facebook's VP of, like, pub uh, whatever, public relations or, mm -hmm. was, like, Basically, not answering the question, but just jumping around whose responsibility it is mm -hmm. to own up to some of this content that's posted on these platforms. So basically like giving PR answers. Yes, yeah. basically. So there's the other side. So if you're a publisher, for example, mm -hmm. you're responsible <coughs> for, you're liable basically for yes. everything that you put up. Mm -hmm. But then there's like caveats as well. Yeah. Um, you, can, you can be a publisher and have a section on like your platform where you're liable but maybe stuff like the comments where people are posting comments to like your article or publication, mm -hmm. you're not liable for stuff like that. That's like now a, a different ballgame. It's yeah. like now you're acting as a platform and not yeah. a publisher. So, uh, for example, a website like uh, TechCrunch. Yeah, TechCrunch or 
The Verge. The Verge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're a publisher, so they have their content that they publish. So their articles and their hot scoops. Uh, then they have the comment section under that, which is user-generated content. So they can actually moderate that, but that kind of falls under like uh, platform rules because it's user-generated. So them moderating the comment section means that they can take down their content of uh, anyone that breaks their rules. And really, I think it's at the publisher's discretion, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Whereas uh, a company like YouTube is a platform. So YouTube's content is all user-generated. Even when YouTube themselves upload a video, they're uploading it as a user. So it's all user-generated. So as a platform, you can't then go and sue YouTube because there's a video that, I don't know, uh, breaks law or something like that. Now, the line is being closed because the question now is some some quote-unquote platforms fall in this gray area where they're publishers and publishers. Facebook. Yes, perfect example, Facebook, right? I mean, Facebook is more of a platform, but the... Like, here's the thing, right? You can put Facebook in the publisher box, but you can also put Facebook in the platform box. I think the same can be said about YouTube and Twitter. Yeah. So, the question is, and I'm not too clear on the 230... What what does the law state? Look, I'm not going to go into the specifics. Okay, no. I'm talking about <laughs> section 230. Yes. My point is, my point is, it's it's getting harder and harder to draw that line, right? Yeah, and it doesn't help because the law doesn't compel them to pick either side. You're yeah. not one or the other. Yeah, and we have to remember that these are private corporations. So if we're being completely strict about it, they can do whatever they want as long as they're within the confines of the law. Do you know what I have a problem with? Uh. To be honest, it's, it, yeah, that, that's a big problem, with that they, the, they're not one or the other. My issue comes back to the users of the platform, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, pedophiles, uh, that, that's a different argument. Uh, I, I, I won't even get into that. But mm-hmm. then if I post a video, right, mm-hmm. about Cynthia, Cynthia is an upstanding member of the community. Mm-hmm. She goes to church every Sunday, and she put up a video recently. You know, mm-hmm. she's talking to a few people. Mm-hmm. I doctored this video. Cynthia is now d- looking drunk in the video. At church? At church. Yeah. Jesus. At the pulpit. At the pulpit. Oh. Like the that's, mic in my hand. That's a different dynamic. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like, okay, we always bring stuff back home, right? Like, mm-hmm. how does this work in our context? Because obviously we're not affected. We're not directly affected by Section 230. Like, that's American law. Yeah, it's an American it's law. It's American law. So what protects Cynthia? As a Zambian citizen. Maybe that. this one, Fred, is yours because we have no idea. Mm. Oh, I was actually waiting when. <laughs> 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 All right. Okay, so uh, in Zambia, we've got something called deformation. Uh, well, it says uh, um, deformation of character. So in, in Zambia, in the Republic, um, where somebody uh, publishes something about you which is not true, uh, basically, that's defamation. Something that is not true 
and it tends to lower your reputation in the right-thinking members of society. That is a defamation as, as plainly as I can put it for, for anybody else. So if Cynthia Case, for example, or whoever, where they portray her as drunk and when she was not, and she, this is a judge <clears throat> of the Supreme Court or of the High Court, uh, this, this probably causes her reputation to be, to be lowered or to be shunned. People don't look at her in the same light or respect her as they used to. So that is pretty much information. Uh, I must say, uh, when it comes to like laws regarding Facebook, uh, YouTube, Twitter, in Zambia, we are not up to scratch yet. Because when you look at the uh, defamation acts, most people talk about our newspapers. It's still as back then when articles were published in the newspaper. And, and things like that. Uh, also on the radio, so it's it basically talked about the radio uh, and newspaper. The Defamation Act is chapter 68 of the Laws of Zambia. You can actually check it out. There's a website called Zamli. So you can just type Z A M L I, and that's Zambian Legal Information, and it will give you the app. You can search for most anywhere. So, um, coming to your question. If that were in Zambia, she could sue for defamation. And uh, if it were published in a paper, she could sue the paper too. There are a lot of cases where the person who published, uh, who, who caused the article to be published is sued, and the newspaper itself is sued. So if it's a radio, uh, you sue the radio um, station. There were multiple cases where Times of Zambia has been sued, uh, where a radio station has been sued because they published uh, a particular story or, or say something that was defamatory. So in, 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 those, in that context, that particular context, you then can, can sue for defamation. But a lot of other, like it, with any other crime, eh? uh, some, a lot of ingredients have to be satisfied. So, for example, if... I said something about Kuma, and it was published maybe on, on Facebook. He could sue for defamation based on that post. Um, and he could sue uh, me. And then he has to prove, though, that what the content of the article was defamatory, so therefore that his reputation was lowered and the right-thinking right members of society would would look at that and, and look at it as, as defamatory and, and things like that. Uh, and that he, there was some sort of damage um, caused. So the defense to defamation, like you would have a defense to any story published is if it's true. So if I say something and you say, no, this is defamatory, but it's true, you, you cannot then sue me. You can sue me, but I, you wouldn't be successful. Uh, in an action for defamation. So if that were in Zambia, she would sue the person who caused the video or whatever to be published. I'm not, I'm yet to come across an instance where you, you successfully sue the host, so if it's YouTube or whatever. By the way, nothing stops you from suing, even in America, nothing stops you from suing Facebook, and YouTube and Twitter for hosting uh, defamatory or 
or content that you didn't want them. Nothing stops you from killing any person, but whether you'd be successful or not is um, is another story. Mm. So in Zambia, basically, uh, you you could shoot a person who who tweeted, who, who who posted on Facebook, who put it up in the newspaper, uh, and things like that. As far as newspapers and radio stations go, you could sue them as well. Uh, as far as YouTube, Facebook is concerned, you could uh, probably sue them. Not probably, you could sue them. For you to succeed in Zambia, I would say I'm not sure because there's no law. It's unprecedented. Uh, our laws are a bit of cake when it comes to social media. Mm. But is, is there an excuse for them to be a cake though? I feel like we've been Maybe, anyway, that's um, another issue. Yeah. So, <laughs> considering we we are advancing as well in in uh, software development, and I as a Zambian developer, I come up with a with a platform that is similar to say YouTube, yes. And yeah. there's content that is put up. I I from what you're saying, is it right for me to assume that right now in Zambia we don't have laws that would protect my users in case there's defamation on that particular platform? Don't think it's your users, even you, huh? Yeah, even... <laughs> no. So what I'm saying is, for someone to be successful where they've been defamed, like, mm-hmm. where you where you sue, so you develop a platform, and uh, somebody posts defamatory remarks about me, and then I sue the person and I sue you, um, that's what I'm saying. There's, there's nothing regulating how you deal with... Uh, a social media company so um but whether you are escape liability or not will depend on the defense that you put up so like i was like i was explaining in a case of uh <clears throat> murder right mm-hmm. um if i killed somebody and it was in self-defense that 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 is the defense to murder okay so okay the person wanted to attack me so I attacked them first, and in the process, I killed them. That is your defense. Okay. So when we come to our content, our context, uh, the the host will be saying, "No, I'm not the one who published it. Technically speaking, this is uh, not like a newspaper where somebody brings a story and an editor has to edit, and therefore they publish it. You know, uh, this is just uh, a site where everybody can publish their own thing. So whether when you write you are the author, you are the publisher. You know, uh, when it comes to a newspaper, it's different because uh, the author, uh, I might be the author, the publisher is different. You get. Yeah. So th- that might be the defense for, for a social media uh, company to say, look, I didn't publish this. We, of course, create the platform, but we didn't, we didn't publish this. So therefore, in what capacity are you, are you suing us? So it'll be then for the person maybe who is claiming to be defamed to say, but you you created the the platform, you know, you made this possible for 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 people to access that type of information. But it becomes hard because they would say then, look, nobody is forcing anybody to be on these platforms, or we did not uh, entice them to do this and things like that. That's why it becomes a bit tricky. Mm. So. Uh, I presume that's why it's also hard uh, 
in the United States where laws are, are, are proactive, uh, moving with time, for them to sue social media companies, because that, that is the problem. A long time ago, like I've explained, a person would physically go to a newspaper and tell them I have a story. And then they would sit down with the person and the person would, would hear that story. And even as they are publishing, the newspaper is fully aware of the content and there's been an editor who has edited it and they, they, they are involved. For a social media company, they are not involved in the vetting of the story. They are not involved whether they are typos and things like that. You know, just the way like the way you would post anything. They, so that's that's somehow why how they're getting away with it. So the only thing that maybe might be there is what safeguard can be put mm. to ensure that when something goes up, it's taken down and things like that. I'll give an example of the Christchurch uh, massacres in in Australia. The the person who was killing those Muslims actually put up a video while it was happening in real time. And some people were watching that. So Facebook put up, uh, there was a plea, Facebook, the government, like, don't speculate that, don't provide it, put it down. You know, but up, over and above that, there's nothing that they could really do. Yeah. Actually, you, you, you bring up uh, a, a good point because this, this is, like, I think uh, the argument uh, with, say, YouTube, right? YouTube uh, is a platform, so uh, like to 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 Freddie's point, someone can upload it and it doesn't get vetted. They're 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 saying that they're putting algorithms to kind of mark things that have, you know, unsavory content in them. But at the end of the day, things still slip through the cracks. The problem with the situation with YouTube is YouTube is basically a monopoly when it comes to video content it um so for example the whole pedophilia thing right mm -hmm. someone could argue i mean youtube themselves could argue and say look if you if you feel our site is so not for you if you feel that the content that people are uploading is really unsavory and it's not for you you could go to another site okay the problem with with with, with that argument and i think the, the same argument is true for sites like facebook is these companies have such a monopoly on whether it's uh social media or uh video content or whatever it might be that telling someone that their alternative is for them to go to another platform like w w the content that's on youtube where where where, where are you going to Vimeo? <laughs> yeah, I, I also wanted to say that the sad truth about these social media platforms is these are the things that give them money. You know, if there's a trending story about a viral video going around about some judge, well, like people want to look for that. More users want to use it. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, they will come out and say, no, we condemn this and whatever. But at the end of the day, uh, it works for them. You know, and sometimes, and also, human beings are are picky and choosy about what they what they feel should be on social media and what they don't. So, if somebody today, if I came up and said we cannot be putting porn on Facebook, there would not that be that much of an outcry because it's it's subjective, you know. Uh, so, those we we as a society as well have a role to play when it comes to things like this. 
when we when we pick and choose what is offensive and what's not offensive because it's it's pleasing to us such things will be happening but if if society were to say we we cannot behave like this uh towards people it's it's not right to fume a person drunk or, or it's not right to 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 fume a person in a particular state uh it begins with us because this day you find there's an accident. The first thing people want to do is take a video mm-hmm. that they posted on social media because we promote that. Mm-hmm. We are the people that are promulgating that. So the next time a person does something that we feel is 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 is, is of the extreme, we are the same people that are just standing up and saying you can't do that. But when you look at it, we, we are the people promoting these things. Okay. I feel when it comes to like social media and and things like that, the society at large needs to be as 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 reactive or proactive, and they need to raise the same approach with all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. You know, recently there's a there's a video about uh, some guy hacking Chinese people that he stole from in Mumbai or something like that. You know, I don't see anybody here in Zambia saying, no, don't don't watch that. That's just promoting Zambia. Of course, I saw some posts. But we are actually circulating that. We, we actually want that. Mm-hmm, if yeah. there's a video about, uh, there's some valid video about those, some girl that was caught with, with some money in Indola and women gathered around and inserted a bottle in, into her. We, people, we were the ones that were saying, where's that video? You know, you want to move to Zed Kawalala or or whatever and things like that. So it becomes really hard when now it's you, you know? It's not another person, it's it's you. It's affecting you to say, uh, can we take that down because that's defamatory. When two days ago you were the one sharing posts about other people. So at the end of the day, what are you doing about it? Because if you're not sharing that stuff, it doesn't go viral. How do things go viral? It's by people sharing it and watching it. So if, they, if if we as human beings, forget the rules, forget everything, and not for such type of behavior, it will not catch on like wildfire. But even as I speak now, I bet somebody will listen to that and say, that's not possible. You know why? Because that's what we like. You know, As long as it's not me that humiliating stuff, that, uh, that, that, that stuff that's a bit, you know, uncomfortable, that's what we like. That, that's what we want to share. So at the end of the day, we ask ourselves as a society, do we really want to do that? Anyway, I guess you you raise a lot of valid points, yeah. and um, I guess th- that, that that's to be honest, that's an ideal. Uh, we we can wish for that as much as we want, but we'll only achieve that to a certain extent, yeah. which is why there's so much pressure on these platforms because the key is that they hold a lot more power to influence more than let's say we would if we go the society role route and try to reshape mindsets and yeah. try to do all this stuff. And I, I kind of picked out something from what you said. It kind of comes down to like, um, there's this other stuff as well. If I'm taking a video of Elias, he doesn't know I'm taking a video of him. Let's say he's in a fight and I'm taking the video and then like I put it up on social media and stuff like that. Like, um, w- what protects people that are unaware of what's going on? Is that still under the same defamation kind of thing or is that like a different category altogether? Uh, it, it depends. Am I winning the fight? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it kind of extends stuff like way. memes as well. Like you've seen someone take a picture of you, and yeah. you don't even know someone's like, and all of a sudden you're, you're a meme, a meme. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like going viral. <laughs> yeah, so what if not I don't everything like falls under defamation. Everything. So there are some things like, uh, like, like, like you said, a picture. So you you find a picture of yourself, and it's a meme. 
So we have things like right to privacy enshrined in our constitution. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in that particular moment, if somebody taking a video of you where you feel you're in your space, uh, you your own, whatever, and they're invading your privacy, uh, maybe freedom of expression, maybe you're expressing yourself in a particular way, and people get what you were saying and they start ridiculing what you were saying. And is it infringing on, on, on one of your rights? Um, yeah, so the, the, it, it borders on different things. So not everything can be defamation. Like I said, defamation would be something maybe derogatory, lowering your reputation, uh, your right to privacy. Somebody takes a picture when maybe you're sleeping and maybe it becomes a meme and, and things like that. So at, it becomes really hard sometimes because sometimes you don't even know who is the original person who posted mm. this thing. So maybe someone just shared it and another person shared it. Mm. And one do you stop. go after? Do you go after everybody who shared the post? Yes. Yeah. And one stop. <laughs> one stop. <laughs> one stop goes viral. Like there's actually uh, uh, an episode of why do you push that button that yeah. tackles tackles this. I think because like once once you become a meme, like there's very little you can, <laughs> you can do. do about yeah, it. Yeah, I think uh, was it a meme of a cat or something where the owner was really mad about it. But you know once. Once stuff goes viral, like you can't, you can't. It's like posting videos and pictures in the wrong WhatsApp group. Yeah, and people have Androids and automatically and they download. automatically download That's it. it. That's it. Even like if you deleted, that like a bunch of people. Yeah, <laughs> nothing. A bunch of people have access to that now, and they can post it on whatever forums they want, whatever social media they want. So I, I think from that perspective, obviously you can sue, but. It disappearing? Yeah. Good luck. It will, it will linger. <laughs> it, it, it's a dilemma, even for me when I think about it, because on one hand, if I say let's let's create a law that makes these people liable, the the social media company for the stuff that's posted there. On the other hand, the law should not penalize people who have not really promulgated something if they're not actively involved uh, in a particular thing. But there are some laws. I'll give you an example of if you are a parent and um, your child is uh, playing by the pool and you can clearly see uh, they would drown or whatever and you don't do anything to stop that, you Mm. are liable because you have what is called a duty of care towards that kid because they are helpless in and of themselves. So uh, you could be sued for negligence because you ordered a duty of care to your child and you you did, you were not prudent in that particular case. Should such things apply to uh, social media company? I think to a certain degree, they should be held liable to a certain degree, uh, maybe 50%. Um, but also on the flip side, you're looking at it, that how long would it take for them to vet everything that is posted? Uh, and for them to check and and things like that. Should your post take a couple of minutes before, you know, such things. So it's it's a two-way thing. Mm. Yeah, it's really interesting when you look at it because um, I think it was yesterday. I uh, recently found out that we have another um, social media platform that's uh, on the market in Zambia now. Mm. um, I'll post a link in the description. But... Like, the, the, you can tell there's so much work has gone into 
uh, putting up this platform. Mm-hmm. But then when you look at all the other issues that other already established social media companies are, are going through or platforms that are that, that there's there's so many issues. So like, is there some kind of foresight for like local companies here? Like, do they see what's going on on a global scale and thinking, okay, if we do get traction, mm-hmm. we'll probably have the same problems. Are we thinking about content moderation, for example? Like Facebook has sites almost ac- well, across the globe now, right? Uh, for um, uh, moderators actively looking at content going up online and making sure they pull down harmful content as mm-hmm. quickly as possible. Like stuff gets flagged within an hour these days, right? Yeah, but th- th- there's also a lot of problems that come with that, that scale. Like Facebook's biggest problem isn't, I don't think that they're unable to moderate. It's that they have such a huge, uh, you know, base of users that you can put all the, like a lot of times, like Mark Zuckerberg will talk about, oh, we're, we're, we're creating algorithms that will like take care of this. I think, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, oh my god, I'm spacing on his name. Uh, the Tesla guy. Um, shit. Okay, Cynthia, the mm. Tesla yeah, guy. Last hope. Okay. Uh, so uh, he famously said uh, Mark Zuckerberg doesn't know what he's talking about when he's talking about uh, AI and uh, you know algorithms and that kind of thing. But what? What what all these companies, including YouTube, are trying to do with these algorithms is they're trying to make it a lot easier to flag things a lot quicker. Whether or not that will solve the issue of this quote-unquote unsavory content on... Uh, oh, it's Elon Musk. Yes, I just remembered it off the top of my head just now. There is not a, the, the, a Google page open in front of me. Uh, but yes... <laughs> Uh, the biggest problem that I think these guys are facing comes with scale. That's why, uh, say, for example, one example of an app that can I give? Okay, let's give an example of Tinder, right? Tinder is a platform, but their content is, I mean, I'm sure there there, there, there are a lot of issues with, like, uh, bots and catfishing and whatnot, but their problems are not as big as Facebook's because they're not as big as Facebook. Mm. So, I uh, people that are a lot smarter than me are probably thinking about how to solve this problem. I don't know how to solve a problem that comes with scale of that size. Mm-hmm. Like, think of how many people are on Facebook. I mean, it's easier to point out people that are not on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So, there in and of itself is, 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 is a problem. Because on top of having... Uh, uh, a, a huge spectrum of people that are completely different with different values and different culture. Like, even simple things like mm, take homophobia, for example. Like, in Zambia, homophobia is on a completely different scale than it is in the USA because of different cultures, different people, and that kind of thing. So, saying you're going to put a catch-all, which I think is what YouTube are trying to do, saying you're going to have a catch-all that is going to you know, catch every bad actor, mm-hmm. I I don't think works at that kind of scale. I guess when we throw in scale, it uh, it brings in a different dynamic. I agree that maybe uh, the, the African or Zambian social media platforms or whatever content creation platforms that are available may not have the same problems as Facebook, but I don't think it takes away uh, from the fact that we still need to put uh, legislation in place. We still mm-hmm. need to put safeguards in place Definitely. to protect Definitely. to protect uh, users and so on and so forth. Because mm-hmm. just because the numbers are low doesn't mean 
we don't, yeah. to protect people mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Yeah. So that still remains a big challenge, I guess. Uh, I guess, look, tech, tech, tech has come to stay. Um, there's lots of opportunities to make life easier, uh, to make sure people can do business, they can reach more markets, it's to make sure you can enjoy many things that you couldn't before. Now you can listen to podcasts from across the world. Mm-hmm. You can talk to your aunt in faraway places, but yeah. that's coming with a price. Yeah. So I mean, with globalization, like a lot of people from different cultures are interacting in different ways. And there's obviously going to be blowback with that. Uh, so, yeah. And I really feel like this episode is tied into lots of other things that we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the conversation with Ngosa, for example. Yeah. Like we talked about internet governance and how like there's, 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 there's a real need for a lot of um, work to be done in terms of sensitizing people on what the pitfalls are on online platforms. Mm-hmm. We go back to ecosystem lock-ins. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's, oh, there's, there's lots of things that you need to consider when you're choosing what kind of device you're buying because it comes with its own terms and conditions yep. Yep. that, to be honest, none of us really read it anyway. Can, you know, yeah. but we just yeah. accept. Yeah, we just accept. And I'm sure if Facebook included a clause that says you can't sue us, for anything we wouldn't know we wouldn't know that yeah. so like there's a responsibility on both ends and that's it's it's really really important that we we factor that in as well yeah definitely anyway like the whole the whole the whole youtube uh, pedophilia thing and i think we <laughs> we seamlessly uh transitioned into uh the topic of the show but I think it's a really difficult problem for them to solve because in and of itself it's a problem that comes from their algorithm working too well. <laughs> it's it's really a widespread problem. It's not a problem unique to the US or unique to Africa. Mm-hmm. Like um we're still gonna see a lot of innovation. Look at smart homes, for example, right? Yeah. This yeah. is like for me this is like the biggest invasion of privacy I've ever seen that we're okay with. You know what I mean? It's like an exchange yeah. <laughs> but, but 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 that's because they've done a really good job of convincing us that it's not an invasion of privacy mm-hmm. because your information is safe with them it's it's a whole thing right like you you there are companies that you try i think we've actually reached a stage where we have become kind of comfortable with the data that certain companies have on us for example google has my phone number my email address my um pictures it has all they have your credit card information they have my credit card information but they know where you've been they know where i've been like they have all this data and i personally know that they have this data but they've kind of made it see and i don't necessarily buy this but they've made it seem like it's safe with them they they're they're the ones that we can trust to have our data. data and because that coupled with the fact that that data makes our lives a lot more convenient i mean so it all comes down to who you trust to hold your data yeah but then this is something that we've talked about before like can you really trust anybody that's making money of holding your data because that's 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 data that we know that google sells (laughs) i mean the ads don't don't come to us because I mean, the, the, the people serving the ads are guessing guessing that you, you're, you're interested in, in, in tech. Like, <laughs> this They're is just too close to Yeah, work. it's because Google is basically saying, no, this is a subset of the people that you want to advertise to. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and I guess one of the downsides of being a 
third world country yeah. is uh, we don't really see that this affects us now. Yeah. It's just because you don't have, you're not at the same level as, you know, some of these uh, quote unquote Western countries, then yeah. you don't have the same problems. We kind of do. We just don't know. Oh yeah, like uh, I think it's gonna come to it's come it's gonna come to a head. It's 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 definitely it's definitely something that in the not so far future we're going to these problems are things we're going to be dealing with ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to come a lot closer to home. So, and on that sad note, because it's actually really sad to be yeah. honest, like <sighs> sad. I mean, it started on such a happy note. We right? talked about. New cryptocurrency. cryptocurrency. We talked about video games. We talked about 2020. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, then I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. Then it took it took a dark turn. Uh, like it, like now we're talking about like pedophilia and the right to privacy, the right to privacy and defamation and um yeah. there is a really neat tool that I found online recently. Um, you know Firefox really like Mozilla and Firefox are really like on this. They they're really focused on privacy mm-hmm. and I'll post a link in the description uh, that will let you know if uh, using your email address mm-hmm. if any of your any of your information has been what, what's what's the word has been compromised compromised yeah. basically mm-hmm. so any data leaks any any kind of breaches that have happened with any platform that's hosted your data it will mm-hmm. be able to flag most of that stuff I can't speak to the accuracy of some of this information mm-hmm. um, but yeah I did find out that my information was leaked on one platform I signed up on. Like, I don't even know when. I don't even use it anymore. But, yeah, there's that sort of stuff. So mm-hmm. that's something that we'll put in the description you as well. You only had one? Yeah, I just one. I think I'll have more than one. I think uh, I think I'll have more than one. <laughs> I think if I posted uh, my my uh, dummy email address that I use for some signups, I bef- I'd find more. But mm. yeah, now nah, because I know I, I already know because I was on uh, PSN uh, during the uh, 20, 2011 outage. Is it twenty eleven? Yeah, the twenty eleven outage when like all the information was leaked, like credit card uh, details and all that stuff. I was on PSN, so I, I gather my information was leaked. And grand, like, thank God I didn't have credit card information on PSN then. But, yeah, uh, I, 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 I feel like I'm not safe. <laughs> you and I both. Mm-hmm. Okay, so to close, um, we'd like to hear what your story is with regards to privacy. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been uh, in a position where you feel like someone's violated your right to privacy? Have you ever seen something like that happen? Um, have you ever shared a video? that you shouldn't have shared would like to know all that stuff so tweet us we're at Codecast ZM on Twitter uh, Facebook Instagram mm-hmm. uh, Codecast Zambia on LinkedIn now mm-hmm. um, so just drop us a message uh, mention us um, if you can send us a one minute long video there's a link sorry audio there's a link in the description mm-hmm. would really like to hear that story as well also we're on Slack oh we're on Slack now too yeah. so um We'll post a link to our Slack channel. You can join us there if you want to talk to us about anything or talk to most of our guests. Not all of our guests will be Uh on Slack, Mm. but um, yeah. So we'll try as much as possible to get everybody there and you can ask them any questions regarding any of the topics that we've done with them and so on and so forth. Reminder, it's not a platform to start trying to date someone. It's you (laughs) talking about the episodes or suggesting episodes you would like us to talk about yes yes or topics to talk about yeah Yeah. 
Freddie, if anyone has a question for you, how can they find you? I'm just joking. They can uh, uh, on Twitter at Vintage Freddy, Vintage underscore Freddy. Uh, uh, Instagram, do people chat me? Yeah, 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 same, same handle at Vintage Freddy. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much those two. Not on Facebook, but yeah, those two. Why aren't you on Facebook again? He's yeah, protecting yeah. his yeah. privacy and, and yeah, data. Yeah, basically. No, but I'll, I'll be I'll be back on Facebook uh, maybe next month. So, <laughs> yeah, you can just search for Freddie Temple. Then, yeah, you can be there. Freddie, what change is taking place next <laughs> month for, <laughs> for you to go back you, on you Facebook? You never know. <laughs> you never know. Some uh, explosion. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, well, that's pretty F R E D I E, not F R E D Y, D I E. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be sure so. to make sure that in the description is very clear. Yes, yeah. mm. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks, Freddie, for joining us. It's really been a no pleasure. Problem. We yeah. appreciate it. All right, all right, guys. Okay, so if you want to catch, uh, if you want to talk to me, uh, that's sour underscore bones on Twitter. Um, mention me dm me whatever we can talk about tech and mm. whatever <laughs> my smile is back because elias is here twitter handle <laughs> my favorite you know, part is funny show. because <laughs> cynthia was preaching professionalism at the beginning of this podcast <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> i feel like this 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 should just become a segment right elias tries to plug i think maybe twitter we should handle. allow our our our, our listeners I don't know how we're going to do this, but like some of them, if they could call in and yeah. actually suggest usernames for you. No, I'm not changing my username on Twitter. My Twitter handle, as, yeah, as I should say, yeah. is Jorelli360. J O R underscore E L I 360. I'll say this again. Like, this is episode 18, right? We've been doing this for like a year straight. Like you've gotten better at actually saying it. When you started, it was hilariously yeah. pathetic. Look, but it's gotten better. Especially the R part. Yeah. It's just this Jorella. I'm proud of you, son. Yeah, I mean, I work hard. Growth. Growth. Yes. This is it. Like you, you have to plug as well. Like. Oh, pardon me. So uh, I am Python Kalisi on Twitter. See, very easy. Mm-hmm. I am Cynthia Mlenga on Facebook, Cynthia Mlenga on LinkedIn, the lady with the dreadlocks and specs on the profile picture. We are many Cynthia Mlengas, apparently. Um, <laughs> are you sure there's no other Cynthia Mlenga with dreads and specs? I hope there isn't. <laughs> yes. Um, which one? That's about it. Yeah, pretty much it. This has been a great episode. I particularly enjoyed talking about all this stuff because it's something that is quite dear to me mm-hmm. and um yeah we're on almost every platform stream podcast streaming platform near you um send us a message if you'd like us to be on a platform that we are not uh, with obviously the name of the platform i'll try our best to get there as well and uh, yeah we say bye until later mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. shall i yeah please okay podcast out out You've been listening to Codecast Zambia brought to you by Agora Code. Visit agoracode.community for more information or like us on Facebook. That's at Code Agora. We're on Twitter too, at Code Agora. 